0: Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you.
1: Yeah, okay. She gets, that. Oh.
0: she gets that. Hey guys, stirring up. I have to be honest because we're going. to Listen, we're go- we're just like you guys, so I want you to know. Just sit back and relax because we are just like you. Okay. So if we mess up and don't say something right or I elbow him every once in a while, we're just like you. But I was sitting there during worship and I got really hot and I said, Lord, is this the Holy Spirit? Because that was the first thing that happened to me when the Holy Spirit came on me. I was like, "Whoo!" all my hair stood up and sweating. And I thought, well, I think we need to push the hair down. (laughs) But it was the Holy Spirit moving on me this morning during worship. And so much happened during the first service. And uh, the altar up here was just precious that people came to the altar. But we are here this morning. To encourage you because we serve a father of encouragement. And we've got so much to share with you this morning. And I don't know if we can duplicate what we did. I ain't because gonna try. God did I'm it, not right? gonna try. We're not even gonna try. We're gonna go with what God says go with. Now, we do have notes. George is more of the detailed. And I kind of go with the flow. So you'll see how we go here. You got it,
1: babe. I got it. <laughs> you got it.
0: I follow you. And um, you follow him. We'll,
1: yeah. Well, we'll just let the Holy Spirit lead. How's that? Yeah. yeah. A lot of times when I'm waiting, I'm just waiting for him, because I don't want to get ahead of him. Yep. So let's do this. Let's do what we did the first time. Well, yeah. So let's pray. So if y'all will join us in prayer, Lord, we thank you for this time. It says where there's two or more gathered, that you're here in our midst. And Lord, that's such a humbling thought, to think that you're right here between us. Lord, I pray that every man and woman, teenager, whomever's in here, Lord, we just... Open our hearts, open our minds to listen to what you have to say. Lord, me and Debbie are just vessels. We're just the hands and the feet of you. So, Lord, I pray you'll just use us, guide us, strengthen us, and help us to have a wonderful time together. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Yep, now say it. I'm going to do the same thing. Say it like you did. How many like sports? Yep, if we was in the stadium, you'd go, Woo, yes, I like sports. It would be more like that. All right, so now if you was barely sleeping, you're back awake. Um, So we're going to have a good time, okay? I hope you have a good time. I I do want to say, you know, first of all, we thank God for giving us the opportunity just to talk, to say something. Hopefully that means something to you. If not, it'll mean something to me because a lot of the times when I'm talking to you, I'm just talking to myself. Uh, I'm talking with you. I'm not talking at you. But then I do want to thank the pastors. I want to thank you guys for trusting us. We've just been here a year. Really, this will be a year that we've just been here.
0: And We like to tell our story, how we came. We went to dinner with um, some pastor friends of ours, and we had just been in prayer. Lord, where do you want us? Where do you want us to be? Do we need to stay in Palm Coast? Do we need to go somewhere else? What do you need us to do? And we were walking back from dinner, and there was this church outside of Sid Coastal. And I looked at them, and I said, is that a church? <laughs> they said, I think it is. I said, well, let's go in, because I'll just go bust right in. So I, was right I was ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. I was ready to go
1: hey, home. He so said, let's then. go
0: home. Let's go home because he knows if we meet somebody else that's got ears, I'm going to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> I told it in the first service. You know, women speak about 20,000 words a day, and men speak about 10. Do you all know why? Because we have to tell our husbands twice. <laughs> all right, ladies. Now, you see that girls rule, right? So I'm on your side here. So That's I'm why I'm just we got marriage guys. ministry. <laughs> but we came in, and... It was so sweet that we came in, and the praise and worship, they were practicing, and it was Denise and Fred. And Denise came back to us and told us who they were and and invited us back for Sunday, and I was so excited. I was like, wow. So the minute we walked in, the first thing we seen was XO. And we are connected with Jimmy Evans with XO. We are certified under Jimmy Evans, and he has been mentoring us for years. And, boy, I'm just telling you, something just leaped. But the moment that we came in here, and I know that some of you can give the same testimony, this is, a, this is a church home that you feel safe and that you feel like you are welcomed and loved no matter what. And that was what we felt. And so we felt like we were at home, took our shoes off, and made ourselves at home right away. Yeah. And we just fell in love with the people here and continuing to fall in love with them even deeper.
1: Yep. Good, good. Can you get on that? you, you well. did good. So it's a, I'm sitting here and the Lord's telling me stuff. He says, don't say that. <laughs> Now, I'm going to tell you what we're going to work to do, especially with the man now. I'm going to become very vulnerable. I'm going to t- tell you some things that's tough for me to say because I've always been a tough guy. But I have made lots of mistakes in my life. And I'm not proud to say it, but I'm going to say it. I was, I've been a knucklehead quite a bit. And so I'm going to hopefully enlighten you. I want to encourage you to come to EXO if you haven't come. Uh, right now, I'm going to just say this. And, but let me do this. Let me finish this. Thank you, pastors, for having us. Thank you, leadership, for having us. And I want to thank you for sitting out there. Because, you know, you can't make any more time. You can make more money. Now, I used to work hard at making a lot of money, but I didn't, I didn't figure I could turn that into time. So I'll tell you about that. But I thank you for your time sitting here listening to us. And so I pray you just hope, open up your heart, open up your mind, because some of the things that we're going to say ain't nothing. I'm saying it's just the Holy Spirit using us just like his hands and feet. And he wants to use you, too. So here we go. On marriage. marriages in America, divorce rate over 50% first marriages in the church. Now, if you've been married once, don't get mad at me. I'm, it's, it's okay. God forgives you. God loves us. God's got a lot of compassion. But we're just dealing with real numbers. Second marriage is over 60% divorce rate in the church. Third marriage is over 70% in the church. So, you know, anybody that understands business and numbers, I know i got some financial guys in here, if you got those kind of numbers, you need to be doing something about that. So that's what EXO is. EXO brings people together, and I promise you this much. Uh, people that tell me they have no issues in their marriage, usually in a polite way, I tell them, you're not being truthful. Uh, most, most of the time I can ask the wife how the things are going in the marriage, and they'll tell me the real truth. Man, everything's wonderful. You could have asked me many years ago. Everything was wonderful, but hell was coming against our marriage. And I keep and I look at my brothers and sisters back there. Debbie told me y'all was in marriage ministry at one time. Is that right? Yep. And uh, I can just tell you when Debbie and I went into marriage ministry, it was like hell came against us. Because I had done nothing but business for years. And then the Lord said, uh, Your days of doing business is over with. Uh, and I said, Well, that's fine, but what am I going to do? Uh, and I took a year to figure this out, so I don't want you to think I'm some kind of fruitcake, even though I really am kind of a fruitcake. <laughs> I've got some stuff that's messed up. I mean, there's a song that Darius, uh, I Darius, um, hope I say this right, uh, country singer Darius Thurman, a uh, black country singer, which, uh, Rucker, there you go, Darius Rucker. Yeah, and, he ha- and he's and he got a song uh, that it, it came out. Um, it's called, help me out here. It's not that one. I do you I got it in here. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't cut me off yet. Okay, there it is. There I it told is. you, I told you, I told you, see, I'm just pre-warning her because I know she was fixing to cut me that's off. That's right.
0: See, uh, if he stops breathing, I'm jumping in. If he takes a breath, I'm going with it. That's it.
1: But it says, I told you, and it's a great song because some of you, if you knew me before all this, you'd probably not talk to me. And that's what happens a lot. People get to know you and they say, there's no way I can hang out with that guy. They stop loving him. They stop caring about him. And sometimes we do that in our relationships. So I'm going back to EXO. I really want to encourage you. It's 30 bucks. It cost me 26 just to take Deputy Popeye's chicken the other night, mm-hmm. okay, and it gave us both heartburn. So look, we're talking about 30 days. I mean, 30 dollars, and you're going to get to come to an EXO conference. And so if you think you got your marriage all squared away, that's wonderful. Then reach out and touch someone that's got it. There's a little flyer in the back, back there, that you can give it to them. And I'm telling you. You're, you're going to impact, because this is what we know. If you have a strong relationship with God, you'll have, and you have a strong marriage, you have a strong marriage, you'll have a strong family. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a strong family, you'll have a strong church. And if you have a strong church, you'll have a strong community. And if you have a strong communities, you'll have a strong country. Okay? And the devil don't care for you to know about any of that. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. So there's my sales pitch on Come to the XO Come to Conference. the XO. Hey, look here, let me tell you, if you don't think this, now, I'm going to tell you. There's a lot more eyes looking at us than us looking at you. That's right. So if anybody should be nervous, you know who you're looking at? Me. Okay? And you know what's worse than a boring speaker? A boring audience. (laughs) So all I want you to do is this. Now, pastor might not have me back after we get through. But I just like to get real. I like to just really shuck it back to the cob. Now, believe it or not, she can tell you her story about where she came from, but I'll tell you mine real quick. I'm from New York. Can't you tell?
0: We fixed
1: him. Yeah. Now, this is the tr- truth. I came from New York. I'm from Staten Island, New York, and one of my brothers just said they came from, you went to New York. You know, and when I was there, they didn't have, a, they didn't have the Verizonal Bridge, they just had the, the ferry that you went by. So now I'm telling you my age. I'm getting old, got some gray. But the long and the short of it is, they moved me to Georgia in 1979. It was a culture shock. Now, the people from Georgia know I ain't from Georgia because I talk too fast. They say, you ain't from here, are you, boy? <laughs> just the way it is. But the long and the short of it is, is and then I went in the military because I was so messed up. Now, I, was a, I went to Catholic school for six years, believe it or not. I was um, six years of Catholicism. Nothing against it. I mean, I knew all kinds of stuff. I learned all kinds of stuff. And then I became a heathen. I was a heathen for a long time. That means I was wild, buck wild. I liked Very to fight. buck wild. Yeah, I liked to fight. I had a bad temper. Now some of people say, I'm going to watch what I say to them. No, nope, the Lord's got me. The Lord's got me now. But the bottom line is, is so at the end of that, then me and Debbie, uh, now I've met her at 14, and she made fun of me because of the way I talked, and I shot spitballs in the back of her head.
2: God
0: has forgiven me for that, so I just want you all to know.
1: (laughs) But the long and the short of it is, is, just what is it that George and Debbie do? Nothing that George and Debbie does is what God's doing through us. Because I promise you this, there's no way you could have convinced me eight years ago I would have given up business, and when I decided to do that, it was wonderful time, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I took a nine-month, well, about a year sabbatical. I flew to Texas to see Jimmy Evans. Didn't know I was going to see Jimmy Evans. And for those
0: that don't know who Jimmy Evans is he, is, he is XO. He's the face behind XO. He's the one that started the marriage ministry, him and his wife. And we are mentored under him, and we are certified under him. And we absolutely love what he is doing for marriages and his whole crew.
1: Yeah, he's probably, between him and Focus on the Family, he's probably got the largest marriage minister in the world, probably touching 250 million people. So all of the numbers that I talk to you about, ain't George and Debbie trying to stick you in a box. It's statistical numbers. Anybody like numbers besides me? Please raise your hand, guys. Come on. I, I need the men to get involved now. I'm going to tell you now, guys. Act like it's the football game that's coming on at 1 o'clock because some of you are hoping I'll shut up quick <laughs> enough so I can get there at 1. And let me just tell you. I know you're laughing because, see, I was that guy. I was not going to not go to church. I was not going to church because the football game was coming on and I needed to get prepared. And I knew more about 22 people chasing a pigskin than I knew about my wife, than I knew about God. That's embarrassing I have to tell you that. I knew how to build business, but I didn't know how to build a family right. And that's tough stuff to be able to say that. I used to do it with nice cars and nice houses and nice boats and nice sea All that's wonderful. But it ain't the stuff that I really needed to know. So bottom line is, so we, eight years ago, the Lord said, you're going to go do what? And I asked him very specifically, what do you want me to do? He said, you're going to help marriages, you're going to help ministers, and, and you're going to help, yeah, pe- people in business. I'm
0: his helper.
1: Yeah. But here's what I want now. Now, this is what I do a lot. We still do a lot with marriages. We help ministers. I'm helping doing some stuff around here. Hopefully, I get some of this stuff straightened out that needs to get straightened out. And then the third thing is that I do is I work with a lot of homeless people, and I work with people that are in transformation homes, people that were drug addicts, alcoholics. You know why? Because I was one of them. Now, you look at me and say, wow, yeah, I drank more Jack Daniels than you could ever shake a stick at from the time I was 14 to the time I was 22." Now, some of you are already thinking different about me. Yeah, because that's the enemy, and the enemy's a liar. All the enemy wants to do is just get you to thinking about, don't you remember who you were? Well, I ain't him no more. I'm a new creature, and so are you. But I promise you this much, he'll work on the six inches in between your ears, telling you you're a loser. Well, you ain't a loser. So in the name of Jesus, I come against every demonic spirit that tries to stick its head through the doors or anything through this place in the name of Jesus. We'll take authority over that, and I'm going to ask in the name of Jesus that men and women start taking authority in the name of Jesus over these demons that come against families, churches, in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. People say, that guy's acting wild. You bet your bottom dollar, I get really wild, just like I did when I was playing football, or just like I did when I was getting in a fight, or just like I did when I was cheering for my best football team. And some of you that are reserved and conservative, if I watch you during a football game, some of you will have your shirt taken off and paint yourself half and two with different (laughs) colors and be going, get a man, man, I can't believe that. Can you imagine that? And then we get in church and we go, oh, praise the Lord. You got to be kidding me. Anyway, so that's just, uh, yeah, it's okay to get excited because, you know, people say, well, this guy's going to try to get me excited. I'm telling you, I'm going to work on getting you excited. I'm going to work on encouraging you. Because the enemy, all he wants to do is just beat you up, and it's time to get tired of that. The enemy ain't this one. She ain't my enemy. That's right. Y'all ain't my enemies. Th- there's one enemy. This is not complicated. And so, anyway.
0: So, mid-George, met at 14. Um, I was homeless from the time I was nine and um, lived off and on in and out of houses here and there. I did not know Jesus. I had never been to church. I had never even heard the gospel. Nobody ever mentioned Jesus to me as a little girl, so I didn't know anything about Jesus at all. Um, throughout working, people would say, I'm a Christian. I'd say, because they'd be at 5 o'clock somewhere with me, right? So I was just looking at their life thinking, okay, there was no, nothing that I wanted that they had, so I wasn't really curious about it. But we went and was invited to a tent revival. Imagine that. And we were going to a keg party. So on the way to the keg party, we had to stop by and see his mom so that we could just say, I'm telling the truth. We're going to be real. <laughs> we were, I was 25 years old. What were you wearing? A mini skirt. I had a black <laughs> mini skirt on because that she was the time. looked good, too. <laughs> and the big ah, hair. still looks good. And I get out, and I see all these people. And the first thing I said, I didn't know this, okay? I'm going, I feel like I'm in Egypt. <laughs> Right? So later on, when I start reading, I'm like, whoa, maybe it was. So, but anyway, so I get out, we go there, and that was the first time that I had heard the story of Jesus. And I was on the back row because we were trying to get a quick exit, okay? And I wept, but that story touched my heart. It took me two weeks to make a decision because I was mad. I was really mad. I was mad at the people that told me they loved Jesus and that they were Christians, and so I had to go tell them off before I made my choice (laughs) and you tell people off different right when you're heathen (laughs) so I take advantage of that but I did go to them and I said I can't believe you would have let me go to hell I can't believe you didn't tell me the truth and so if you love him the one that I met two weeks ago don't let anybody go to hell and so before we leave here today I'm going to offer an invitation because there's nowhere I go and somebody I don't meet and I don't say do you know the Lord because I'm gonna tell you right now there's a lot of people that think they know the Lord and they don't know the Lord. So we're gonna share some things with you today. Ooh.
1: That's good. Well you want oh, me to jump in? Yes, you That's can good. jump in. Jump in, babe. Yeah. Some people how do y'all do that? Well we don't. It's just the Holy Ghost says, you can go ahead and say something now. And I ain't gonna get in no trouble. So what do we come here to talk to you about today? God's not finished with us yet. Don't give up on me. So let me tell you what we're gonna ask you to do. That's the name of the title of the People say, you're going to preach. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get up there and do whatever God tells me to do. And this is what I want to say to you. I love you. But some of this song, when the pastors asked me, could you come say something, this song came up, and it just really reached my heart. I mean, it just tore me up. And so here's the, I want you to do me a big favor. Turn your brain off on whatever else is going on. This song is going to last five minutes. Take your phones if you got your phones, and just turn them over, please. Technology is wonderful as long as you got it, but most of the time, most technology's got people. Uh, now, let me do some, preface this. I walk in with a Bible, and I say that's the sword, but the bottom line, yes, I'll use pastors again. This can be a sword, too, because see that?
3: Oh you did play football. Yeah.
1: Good catch. Yeah. I knew better. I said, I'll break that. I'm to have to pay for it. But the bottom line is, is I know that, the, especially the young people, my brothers and sisters back there, their phones are on the, There's Bibles on the phone, so they're swiping. So I'm okay with that because I heard one preacher told them all, get your Bibles out and uh, made them feel bad about it. They got their Bible out. It's right there. So it's okay if you're swiping or flipping, okay? But what I want to do is I want you guys to do me a big favor and just listen to this song for the next five minutes, and then we're going to talk a little bit more, and then we'll be out of here, and y'all can go get some lunch and watch some football, and hopefully we'll make something sound good to you guys. But we love you. We appreciate you. So with that being said... You're wrong back there, Fred.
3: i know i've come so far but got so far to go and with these brand new scars and this broken heart it's hard to really know
0: I want you to know that God doesn't give up on you, but we know that there are people going through things. You're going through something. There's people here going through things, and we don't understand the reason. We don't understand the reason why we go through some things. When I listen to that, it still gets me every time because sometimes we just wonder, where are you, Lord? I don't feel you. I haven't heard from you in a long time. Why haven't you rescued my kids yet? Why haven't you saved my marriage yet? We ask these questions to the Lord, and I know that there are a lot of you out here with, with as many that's in here. There are some things. Maybe there are some people that have given up on you. Maybe you're sitting here and you've given up on somebody. But I'm going to tell you the one that never, ever, ever, ever gives up on you is God. And so today we're going to bring you some encouragement. And we, as we heard, as our sister brought a word this morning, just open up your hearts and receive and believe that God is for you. And it doesn't matter what is against you. It doesn't matter what deficits that you have in your life. It doesn't matter if your marriage looks a mess. God ain't done yet. He wasn't done with George for a long time. See, I was okay.
1: See, she didn't, she didn't have to go there, did she? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: sometimes we see our kids in places and we just wonder, we're the ones that's got to go fix it. We're the ones that's got to do it. And I'm just going to tell you, we're going to read some scripture, you all, but God's got your children right in the palm of his hand. And yes, when they're in our home, there are things that we instruct them and we teach them. But when they're gone, we've already put everything we can possibly put into them. And now we walk in faith. We talk about that vertical and that parallel relationship with God. And if we are solid here in our vertical relationship, all the other parallel things will just line up. So as we share some things with you this morning, just open up your hearts and know this. God's not done yet and everything is going to be okay. So if you're sitting in a place where you're hurting and you're not sure and you're saying, I don't know how to feel, I haven't felt God, well, let's not base our life off of feelings. Let's base our life off what the Word said. And the Word says it never returns void. We've got to get it down inside of us and know that no matter what comes our way, and some of us, we've had, had some persecution that's come, but we're living in a time we're going to see even more. So we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready as a couple. We've got to be ready as a family. And God's not done yet. No matter what's broken in your life, He's not done.
1: So let's pull up a scripture. Um, I think it's coming up. Oh, good. It tells me I got 26 minutes now. So it's in Philippians 1:6. And I'm sure of this that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ.
0: I Sorry, I read. I was reading from the beginning, my dear. Sorry, I corrected him. See, I'm his little helper. How many oh, women know your, you. your husband's little helpers, right? And the men know that, especially when we're sitting in the car, right? How many women like to tell her husbands they're going too fast? Turn the blinker on. It's there on the right. How so y'all know too- why
1: we're a marriage minister now, because if we wasn't, we probably wouldn't be married.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and here,
1: I'm, let's bring up the next slide, because this is one I want to get into. Because, um, Yeah. Let's bring up the slide, the real battle. How many people... Uh, sometimes we get to thinking the real enemy is right here, besides me. Anybody besides me? Come on, people. This is church now. That means you're supposed to be truthful.
0: Nobody's felt like their husband or wife is the enemy. Anybody besides me? I, I have felt uh, like he's the okay. enemy. Okay. Thank
1: you. Praise God. We've got some honest people. I mean, this, it's okay now. I mean, because normally I'll do this. They told me to stop moving all around, but a lot of the times I'll get out here like this and start touching you and saying, now tell me the truth, brother. Do you ever feel like your wife's the enemy? Yeah, it happens. You know, next thing I you know is I think Debbie's the enemy, but the the enemy, is he on the screen? There he is. That's warrior. Now, now, let me tell you. the Well, the enemy is underneath the warrior. Underneath our feet, yeah. And so this is what I want to say is understand this. Know who the real enemy is. and And sometimes, I think I said this the first time, so I'll say it again the second time, is sometimes we get to thinking that, the enemy. We spend so much time talking about the enemy. Well, anybody in sports, what do they study? The other other opponent. They study really hard what they're doing or not doing. So that's what I do. I just study the enemy. And the thing that's really exciting about this is that we have already won. The battle has already been won through the blood of Jesus, but you know what we get to do? You got to act like it. So you see that picture, that right there is me with my foot on his neck when he comes into and people say here he is again he's intense you bet your bottom dollar i am sick and tired of the enemy having authority over marriages families churches so what i'm asking men and women to do is to begin to take authority in the name of jesus the blood of jesus and he says he's radical you're the same person that's telling me i'm radical that's screaming at the football game this afternoon okay so Enough well, said when, we th-
0: when we talk about warfare, George does, he goes down and he helps with men that are homeless. And these are the men that have people. a lot of people have given up on. They have messed up one time, two times, three times. We can't even keep up with how many times they've messed up. And if you've never worked or ministered in that area, um, it is kind of tough to see because these people are, they feel so defeated. They just feel defeated. And I watched George the other day, and I shared this in the first service. He goes and he picks up these men, and he flips houses. That's what we do for a living, or George does for a living. He flips to to, uh, really give to our ministry so that we can continue doing what we're doing. But he goes and picks up these men that nobody else wants to do anything with because they've got a record. You know, they're coming out of rehab. And I was so humbled the other morning watching George. He was in the kitchen making sandwiches for these men. And it really touched my heart. And he said, baby, can you go get me some more ham because I need some more ham so that I can continue to feed these men that everybody else has said they're done with, they're finished with. And he said, God's not done with them yet. And I see this man drive and give his life for it. And and he gives God all the glory. I'm not giving him glory in that. But when you see somebody that is out serving others, it really is very humbling to you. I myself was in Atlanta and had the privilege of working with with women that were strippers. God opened a door for me to go back and sit in those rooms with those women. And they got to that place because someone had gave up on them. Someone said, I'm done, I'm finished. How many of us have gotten fights and said, I'm done, I'm finished, it's over, I don't want to hear anymore. And we don't have the privilege to do that because God's not done with us, so we can't be done with others. And it doesn't matter what offenses come in our life. God has equipped us to be able to take it. It doesn't matter what it looks like because God is not done. He's always working as we have heard. He is the way maker. And he is always working on our behalf, whether we see it right now or not. He is working, and George has already said, we've already won.
1: Mm -hmm. So don't let past failures um, dictate where you're at. Anybody, any past failures besides me? God, we're getting more honest. Praise God. Yeah, I mean, me, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know. So just look, if you have been doing that, this is what I'm asking you to do. Stop. Because that's the enemy. The war is in between the six inches in between the years. And people say, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's not as soon as the thought comes, just keep rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I mean, so I just want to say to you, look, he began it. He'll carry it out, and he'll complete it. He's just not done with us. So I don't know how many, when you was listening to that song, how many people that resonated with that. It's interesting you said that um, you felt like the Lord was dealing with you. I forget how you said it, but emotionally. Maybe it's our age because I'm there too. I mean, I cry like a baby now. I just literally cry like a baby. And I've now shared that with other men that I've done some really dumb stuff in my life. Now, it's tough, man. My daughter's sitting out here. She was my firstborn. I made a lot of mistakes. Didn't make quite as many mistakes with the second one. You can't. We practiced t- on her. We practiced on her. But that's tough. And it's even, but I've just come to a place in my life where I've just began saying I have made mistakes in how I had my relationship with the Lord. I put more time and energy into building business, 16, 18 hour days. I always went to church, but how in tune was I with God? And therefore, my marriage suffered because of that. Now, nothing wrong with money as long as money don't have you. But money had me. And I'm not proud to say it, but it had me. Now I make the least amount of money I've ever made. And I'm. Happiest I've ever been. Amen. I couldn't even think about trying to live on what i make in a month in a week. <laughs> but we're, we're believing that the Lord's going to continue to make provision for us to do what we need to do. But I'm just trying to share. Mostly this is tough because women, you look at women's groups, they're larger a lot of the times than men groups because they, they share. They pour their heart out. But, man, how's it going? Everything's wonderful. Well, I can tell you in my life everything wasn't wonderful all the time. I just was, had thick skin. And so if there's anything, this is tough for me to sit up here and get emotional like this, but I appreciate you sharing that God is working with you in that too because the, he's the pastor. It's like being in marriage ministry. People think when they come to us about marriage ministry, they say, we all must have it together. I said, you have no idea.
0: Oh, we said it straight. <laughs> we just say, no, we're I said, no. We're we, we're perfect. I guarantee you it's a, that's, that's right, yes. it's a miracle we're together. That's right. Literally, it's
1: a miracle we're together.
0: because of God, right? Because of God and his yeah. grace, his sovereign grace towards us. You know, and I know that for us, we get a lot of calls in our ministry about things that are people are going through. Sometimes, you know, different ministries serve in different capacities, and ours happens to be the one that is that desperate 911 or, you know, we need prayer. And we know that in, in this, even in this group here, there are people, there are times that you're just saying, I don't, I don't even know what to do anymore. Or you're just existing. And like I said before, you are. sometimes we're so busy making a living that we don't even have a life. We're so busy um, with all the other things trying to keep up and compare with the things that are going on that we don't even really have a relationship with God. And that's what we're here to tell you today. It's time to get ready. It is time for us to get our armor on. It is time for us to really fight. We can't play church. We can't play Christian. Not that you are, and I'm not judging you that. I've done the same thing. Me and George would walk in with our Bible underneath our arm on Sunday, and we didn't look at it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We just did not. We, looked, we were that couple. We looked like everything was all together. But at home, we were not. And we served in all kind of capacities. But when you really truly surrender and say, Lord, it's not about me anymore. It's all about you. And I give my life completely to you. And I trust you for what you want me to do. And so my little feet will go where you want me to go. And my little mouth will say all you need me for me to say. And we're just saying for you right now, start in your home. And that's why it's so important to come to XO. Because your first ministry is marriage. You start in your home, and Jordan's calling these men out right now, not calling you out to get you in trouble. He's calling And we're not going to try to warriors. turn you
1: into a woman either, I no. promise you that.
0: <laughs> not at all, nowhere near it. So
1: guys, if you come, we're not going to try to turn you into a female.
0: But I want to say to the men, your wives need you to be that warrior. We need you to be that covering in the home. And women, you need to give your husband that respect and honor and allow him to be that. Because sometimes women have, and for the most part, they're the ones that have led their family to church. They're the ones that took the little ones. But I'm telling you now, God is rising up such an army among men, and the women behind are saying, yes, because we love it. Because we know that you can kick in teeth where we can't. So you guys get, get armored up and get ready for what God is fixing to do for the church and for you and in your families.
1: So let me give you a few more scriptures because I was talking to my brother in the back back there. He said, well, make sure you do some scriptures. I said, I'll get some scriptures. I said, you know, sometimes we're so spiritually minded, we're no earthly good. I mean, sometimes it's, I like to just get outside the box. I mean, I love the Lord. I believe y'all love the Lord. But I ain't got to say it this way or do it that way. I ain't got to be nobody but me. And I'm a little bit different. Yeah, I'm just out there. I mean, I'm out there, and people say, man, he is out there. I said, I don't, I'm crazy. I got issues. You got issues. We all got issues. But here's the real deal. What are you doing about it? You know, guys will tell me, I know. I love you, so don't misunderstand me, guys. And women, don't say nothing to them. Just leave me have them. It's okay. But guys will say to me, I know. I said, okay, what are you doing about it? Well, I ain't doing nothing about it. Well, then you don't know. I just say, to know something and not to do it means you don't know it. And I knew a whole bunch of stuff, but I didn't do anything about it. So here's some scriptures. Psalms uh, 34, 18, I believe they'll pull them up on the screen. Because, see, I have to quote scriptures. I have to get the word of God in me so I can change this knucklehead and change him inside out, not outside in. The Lord is close to the broken heart and saves those who are crushed in his spirit. Anybody felt crushed in their spirit besides me? Okay. He does, not even, even, he does not even, when you feel lost or confused, he's with you all this time. Another slide, Isaiah 41.10. There you go, you guys are doing it. You on it? Come on, 41.10. <laughs> now I'm telling them what to do. We don't have Isaiah 41.10 or did I already go past it? That's all right, good. I'm going to read it to you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Mm-hmm. Do not be dismayed, mm-hmm. for I am your God. Think about God speaking this to you. That's what I do. I'm reading this word. That's God's word inspired through people. And it says, I am your God. I will strengthen you, George, and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Mm-hmm. So whenever the enemy starts talking to me, I just say, hey, Isaiah 41:10, knucklehead. People say, you talk to him like that? Yes, I do. Through the blood of Jesus. I don't have to have that fight. Jesus has already won that fight. And then the last one I'll read is Isaiah 49:16, which is a big one. Because as you start getting older, you start having children and then grandchildren. And I'm sure that I'll see great-grandchildren. But this is what it says. God's not even done when your children are astray. He's engraved them in the palm of his hand. Boy, I'm telling you, that's powerful stuff right there.
0: Well, Just knowing that God's got you. He knows that you've got your family in the palm of his hand, and sometimes we can feel completely hopeless in situations because we can't say anything, right? It's gotten so, it's gotten so toxic that we can't, even, we can't even get our foot in the door to say anything, and that's even in marriages, guys, and look, it's even in relationships. How much discord is going on right now in this world? A lot. I mean, we can't even get them to agree up at the White House, okay, let alone in our house. Right? So that's real important that we know that, that the enemy has come. He has come, and he is running viciously among this earth to kill, to steal, and destroy. So people say, well, how do you know when it's the enemy? Well, if it ain't good, it ain't God. It's really simple to me. If I'm, I, I don't have to exchange evil for evil. Somebody picks a fight with me, I don't have to show up. I just send God before it. If somebody wants to argue with me, I don't argue. We have to just say, I'm unoffendable. I don't get offended. You can say I'm this and you can say I'm that, but God says I'm this.
1: And I'm working to get there. She's a little further down the road than me. Can you imagine that? The minister up there saying that. Come on, give me a break. I mean, it's incredible. So here's another one. Or your marriage seems, we've already talked about it. We talk a lot about marriages because we've got data all the time about marriages. I mean, 250 million people of data comes to us through the Evans organization, and it's hard to say, I can't believe that he's saying this, this. And I ain't saying it. The data's saying it. It's no different than balance and checkbooks. It's just numbers. That's all it is.
0: But it trickles down from marriage. Would you guys agree that most relationships trickle down from marriage? Because what your children and the, their friends see is what's happening in your home. So those kids are going to go emulate exactly what they've seen. And it doesn't mean we have to be perfect. So I'm not trying to get you in a perfect box. My daughter could stand up and say, my parents were absolutely not perfect. Wouldn't you, Nicole? <laughs> absolutely say you're not perfect. But it's okay. We have learned as a family, which I think is the most amazing thing is that we have learned to forgive. We have. We have said we love the Lord so much, no matter what infractions that we have caused, so much hurt that we've caused with one another, and we've seen the enemy come in in any way that he could come in, we have learned to forgive. And we have learned to forgive over and over and over again. Is it perfect? No. Will it ever be perfect? No. But we're in His perfect will. And if you get in His perfect will, don't worry about what your spouse is doing. Don't worry about what your children are doing. You just keep giving them to the Lord. Keep giving them to the Lord. But you've got to show up to the Lord first.
1: And here's a scripture that helps me with that. Colossians 3.14. I'm doing good staying on the stage, ain't I, Adam? Yeah. I'm telling you, I want to come out there. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's like, why, is, why does he want to come out there? Hmm. We'll, we'll, so Colossians three fourteen beyond all these things, put on, put on and wrap yourself in unselfish love, which is a perfect bond of unity. Now, I've already asked most of the guys, have you ever felt like your wife was the enemy? And I guarantee you, if I was to ask Debbie, did she ever think I was, she'd say yes. But when you wrap yourself, now I'm talking about the man, in love, in unity, all of a sudden the atmosphere will change. And I believe this, that God put that on men. God, I can't wait to ask him, why in the world? Well, I know some of it now. He's just trying to help me. To become more like Him, but boy, if it was simple, everybody would be doing it, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I well, hope that helps. The enemy
0: uses things like shame to kill you. That's what he does. He likes to remind you of the things, and, and it may come through somebody that you love. It may it, a voice who we know family. Know how family can be. They like to tell us we're hypocrites. Not the alls family does that, but mine does because we were all heathens. And let me just tell you, they're all saved now. There was something that I found out years later after I, was, um, after I had given my life to the Lord. And I thought, well, gosh, my, my dad and mom never told me about God. Nobody ever told me about God. I wonder if anybody in my family even knew about God. You know, so I started doing a little research. I was so happy be just being in God's will. I just didn't, I didn't even really think about it for years down the road. And then my aunt gave me a Bible that was from my great-great-grandmother. And I thought, these are the prayers that prevailed and it was George and I that stood together from our both dysfunctional families and said we're going to break curses. Now did we did we mess up? Have we messed up? Absolutely. Are we going to mess up again? Absolutely. I'm going to go and tell you, please forgive me cuz I'm probably going to mess up again. I tell him I know I'm going to mess up again. Please forgive me. I know me. I'm going to mess up. <laughs> so I just before before we get there we have to do that. Also just be that one that don't stand in that unforgiveness cuz I'm telling you unforgiveness is a bitter it is a bitter root. And it will cause all kinds of dysfunction in all of your relationships, not just the one you're having issues with.
1: And God, we got a bunch of scriptures, but we're not going to get there. So let me ask you this. That song, for me, it just blew me away. And if you get a chance, listen to the, uh, the, what's the country singer? I keep forgetting his name. I'm so glad y'all got it. Look him up. It's interesting that guy started now doing something where he's going out actually into the streets of people that want to sing, and bringing them, and he's disguising himself kind of like undercover boss, uh, and he's actually going out there and helping people. Uh, they don't know it's him, and at the end of it, of course, he comes out. But the point of it is, is that story, is incredible. The song, that's a, music, you know, music ministers, uh, big time. I hope, I, I mean, I know the people that are up here, and let me tell you, all the people that do all that stuff, and all the people that do all this up here. God bless your heart. There's a lot of work that goes in. Y'all keep them in prayer. They work hard. They're in here long. I got here at 10 to 7, and they was already here singing and worshiping and working. And ushering and, in and the ushering Holy And all Spirit. kinds of stuff. Yes. But let me just do this. This is what I want to end up with, and then I think Debbie says we're going to ask you, do you need some prayer? Because it's amazing. If I was to say you want to go see the Dolphins play, I bet you there'd be a bunch of, well, I don't know how many in here. One. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, where's my brother at? He's He's there. Yeah, he's in the back. But here's what I want to do is this. This is what I want you to know. God, don't give up on me yet. I know I'm not your best bet. I know I wasn't God's best bet. But I'm trying. So don't give up on me yet. And God, don't leave me here alone. I need to grow still. This is me. I'm speaking to me and hopefully it's meaning something to you. And I'm trying, but don't leave me here alone. I know I've come so far, but got so far to go. And these brand new scars, there's times people will do things to you in your life, you'll create scars, and that's the enemy wanting to bring that bitterness into you. Don't, don't let them do it, that's a snake. He's a snake, he's a lion dog, and it's not the people. It's not the people. It's just the enemy using the people like a political pawn. And this broken heart, it's hard to really know is there a reason and if I'll ever see it. But I want to believe it so don't give up on me yet. I'm asking the Lord don't give up on me yet. I'm praying you ask the Lord don't give up on you yet. God, I know it makes no sense. There's times that just don't make sense to me. You love me time and time again so the time that you was bitter against somebody, just remember how many times God has forgiven you. So you've loved me time and time again, God, but I still need reminding. I know this makes no sense. God, I know I'm not the same, but you knew I would change, and I'm changing. To this day, I'm still changing. I think you're telling me it's going to be okay. And me and Debbie today are telling you it's going to be okay
0: and as we think about romans 8 34 there is no condemnation in the lord and so some of you may be sitting there this morning and you're saying you know what i just can't get over this or i can't get over that and but you just don't know have you ever started off a conversation with somebody and they said but you just you just don't know that's why i feel this way you just you just don't know i go i don't have to know god knows He knows every hair on your head. He knows every tear you've cried. He bottles all our tears. And so I'm going to tell you today, those things that have kept you in captivity, those things that have hurt you, whether it's a person, you just need to know the enemy used them, is still using people. And if he's using you, you need to stop letting him use you. Today is your day to be set free and to know that he is sitting, Jesus is sitting at the right hand, interceding for us. What he did by carrying that cross, being nailed on that cross was not done in vain. He did it for every one of us in here. And so if we can become together, believing the word of God and depositing it down inside of us and taking responsibility for the things that we're doing and saying, God, I know you're not done with me. I still get mad at George sometimes. I still don't understand why this happened or that happened. I don't understand why my parents abandoned me. But I forgave him and through that freedom of forgiveness, I was able to be with my dad on his deathbed and take care of him. If we would just open up our hearts, as our sister said, the gate is here. He wants to come in and he wants to free you. He wants you to finally be rid of that and walk into the blessings that he has for you today. It doesn't matter what this world is doing. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how destructive that it looks, God is still on the throne and he is still in charge. He is your Father, and He loves you. Amen. And so, right now, I don't want you to be embarrassed about anything. People say, oh, you know, let's just let them bow their head. No, we want to stand up and proclaim that we love the Lord. So if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, I don't let an invitation pass by me. I don't. I want you to come up here because I want to pray with you personally. But even if you know the Lord... And you're saying, I've made so many mistakes. I don't even know if I'm a Christian anymore. Well, you can't lose it, let me just tell you. The enemy's Mm -hmm. lying to you again. And if you get goofing goofing up, as George says, knuckleheads, okay? We're knuckleheads. If we keep messing up, God's not done yet. Amen. Keep giving it to him and saying, I don't know why I keep making the same mistake. I don't know why I keep failing, Lord. But I know that with you, you can help me. And if you're holding odd against a brother or sister, let it go you let it go. You give them to God. And then you pray blessings over them, not for God to go get them. Mm -hmm. So as we're here, we're standing here this morning. There's a lot of people that will pray with you. This altar this morning, people came up and it was just amazing. People letting things go because God wants to do something amazing in your life this morning. So if that's you, we will stand here and we will wait on you as long as we need to wait. Lord, we just thank you for every life in here, Father. We thank you for the ones, Father, that you are stirring up right now and you're saying, I'm not done. you are reassure them, Lord. There's nothing that they cannot be forgiven for. So, Father, as this altar is open, Lord, I pray that you usher them up, that they would not be ashamed, that their brothers and sisters can surround them and love on them and not judge them. This is a place of safety and a place of love.
2: In Jesus' name. If anyone needs prayer, just to come up to the front, please, so we can pray with you. I also want to encourage you if you are single. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can just feel, oh, this is just for couples, just for couples. It's not. God is here for every single person, male, female, single, married. He's our covering. Amen? So you don't have to be married to have a covering, He's my covering. So this is for whether you're married or single, you are important. And the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you, married or single, male or female. Amen. So Father, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you that we are your hands, your feet, your voice, your ears, your eyes. Let us make a difference. Thank you for this week. Thank you for each person here that we can make a difference. Jesus' name. Amen. We have tea and coffee, and if you really don't want to be spoken to, there's two exits.